return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in the presence of God? Amen. It's good to be back home. Yeah, South Dakota is home for me. So I feel very good about being here. And I feel very good about being in the presence of God. Amen. Yes. First, I would like to thank you, Pastors Dave and Jeannie. I think that words cannot describe the impact that you have had on me. And on many others. There are many people who have come through this church. And they always leave with a part of you and Jeannie with them. And I'm no different. And I really thank God that I've had the opportunities that you've given me to learn and grow in the things of God. This is one of the most powerful things about this ministry. It is a place where God raises people. Amen. So if you're a young person here, I encourage you, plug into every opportunity there is. Because this is a place where God will mold you and build you and prepare you for what's ahead. Amen. And I want to acknowledge Pastors Randon and Angeline. God bless you for standing in for your leadership and ministry in the house of God. Um. Pastors are precious, and especially during this time when the seasons and the tides are changing. I'll tell you what, they are the most important voices for our generation. Amen. Because they speak on behalf of God. And I thank the Lord also for the leadership of the church and anybody serving in every capacity. In this church. God bless you. For your leadership. Amen. Shall we bow our heads for a word of prayer. Lord we give you praise. This morning. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the abundance of your love. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to even meet, sit at your feet and hear your words. It is our prayer this morning, Lord, that you encourage us, that you lift us, that you embolden us, that your word coming forth will bring a charge that will set us on course to fulfill your dream. We give you praise. We give you honor, Jesus, for you are a faithful God and faithful to all your promises. We thank you for your presence. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk to you today about serving an unchanging God in a changing world. Serving an unchanging God in a changing world. And I think this message is timely because we are living in interesting times. Amen. We are living in very interesting times. And sometimes when the seasons and the tides change, we wonder if God will keep his promise. We wonder if God will keep his word. And it's human to have such thoughts and such emotions because sometimes it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like God is there. It doesn't look like God is listening. It doesn't look like God is paying attention to the details, but He is. And I want to encourage you this morning to know that God does not only work in the light, He works in the darkness. Because He doesn't need the benefit of all the situations in your life to bless you or fulfill His word. So the seasons may change and times may change, but God does not. And because He doesn't change, His word and His promise doesn't change. The concept of an unchanging God is very central to Christianity because this book is regarded by many as archaic. But it is still relevant to our days. Am I making sense to you? It's very relevant to our day because His Word is eternal. And because His Word is eternal, it transcends the past, the present, and the future. So what God said in the past is still alive today and applicable to our lives. So I want to start by telling you this. If God has made a promise to you, or if you have found a promise in the word of God, concerning your personal life, concerning the church of Jesus Christ, concerning every aspect of your life, be assured it will come to pass. It may not... Happen the way you want it to. It may not happen when you think it should happen. But I came to tell you it surely will happen. Because God is faithful. Let's look at a scripture in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 13. The Bible says, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater he swore by himself. Now, this is interesting because in the dealings of men, we sign contracts. And sometimes we have legally binding contracts that we sign. And the reason why we do that is because we don't want the situation where things get tough. And one party decides to exit. So, the contract has to be legally binding... So that in case things don't look convenient, whoever is on the short side is bound to fulfill his or her duties. 
So God swore by himself because there was nobody greater than him. Because he needed somebody higher than him to hold him to his contract to Abraham. And because there is nobody higher, he is the most high. (laughs) He had to swear by himself. And he said to Abraham, surely I'll bless you. Say surely. He didn't say maybe I'll bless you. He didn't say sometimes I'll bless you. He didn't say when it's convenient I'll bless you. He said to Abraham, surely I will bless you. And I will multiply you. And the Bible says in verse 15 that when Abraham had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. So we also take oaths to bind us to our swearing or our promises. So not only did God promise Abraham and not only did he swear to bless Abraham, he bound himself with an oath. Let's go to the next verse. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel, his plan, his promise, he confirmed it by an oath, and by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. We might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. Now watch verse 6, verse 19. It says, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. So, God's dealings with Abraham was interesting because between the time God swore to Abraham and the time the promises came to pass was 18 centuries. It was about 18 centuries. But God, through every century, through every day, through every year of those centuries, was planning the promise. He was setting things up to fulfill exactly what he said to Abraham. We always think about the promise of God to Abraham as Isaac. But Isaac was a shadow of the real promise. And the real promise is Christ. Why am I I telling you this? Because God's promises in Christ are yea and amen. And I came to tell you this morning that God has a promise. And he's going to keep his promise. Because we are human, it is important for us to remind ourselves that he is faithful and he will keep his promise. Because you see, we live in a changing world. And there have been positive changes. You know, you drove your car to church today. Previously, people didn't have cars. They had had to ride horses or camels to wherever they wanted to go. That's a good change. You want to, I want to talk to my mother in Ghana. All I have to do is pick up my phone. That's a good change. You understand what I'm saying? Because the world we live in changes and it evolves. But as much as there are good changes, there are also bad changes. Because there are multiple factors that bring changes in the world. 
God can cause a change, man can cause a change, nature causes a change, the devil also causes changes. So, sometimes, certain changes may not exactly be in your favor. And when the changes are not in your favor, there is always the temptation to guess. Maybe, God may not come through. But I came to assure you today, that he is faithful who has spoken. He will keep his promise. He will keep his word. His character. Why is he the way he is? Because his character is unfailing. God has unfailing love. In 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. The Bible shows us that. God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. No darkness. So when you are in a dark situation or a tight situation or a dangerous situation, God is not the one behind it. But he doesn't... <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to explain this to you. It doesn't matter what happens. In every situation in your life, God will work with you. In, in, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7... Let's go to 1 John 4, 7. He says that God is love. And because of that nature of love, that is what compels him to do everything he does. To say the thing he says. To be the one that he is. I want you to this morning to have confidence in the love of God. Because the promise that God made to Abraham... Is because of his promise. It's because of his love. His love was the motivation behind the promise, which is Christ. Amen. And God does not go back on his promises. When he speaks, he is bound by his promise. He is bound by his word to fulfill his promise. Because kings don't go back on their words. So he can't say something today and say, you know what? I changed my mind because I, I did not foresee this situation. I did not anticipate this happening. Nothing surprises God. So because nothing surprises him, he will keep his word no matter what. We can be surprised because we live in time. Because he lives outside of time, he cannot be surprised. And so when he speaks his word, his word should be enough. And here is, here is where this is important because anytime God speaks, there is bound to be a challenge. And the enemy comes out to challenge exactly what God says. Let's look at the book of Mark chapter 4. In Mark 4 verse 24. Jesus in the book of Mark chapter 4. Is telling his disciples about the kingdom of God. And he teaches them many principles. In parables. And in the middle of his teaching. He diverts. And he makes a striking statement. He said take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has, to him more 
will be given. But whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away from him. He was talking about hearing the word of God. Hearing the instructions of God. Listening to God. Being attentive. Now, after he finished describing the kingdom of God, he told his disciples. Mark tells us the same day, he told his disciples, let's go to the other side. Because when you look at verse 35, let's go to verse 35. On the same day, when evening had come, so he spent the whole day teaching them about the kingdom of God. And in the middle of his teaching, he tells them, hey, watch out how you hear. And he tells them, let's cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude and they took him along in the boat as he was, because he had been teaching all day, so he was very tired. So when they say they took him as he was, it means he was physically exhausted, right? So they took him in the boat and there were other other little boats with him. And a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. Think about this situation. Jesus says, let's get to the other side. And at the time he said it, there was nothing wrong going on. Everything was cool and calm. And the disciples obeyed. I'm sure if there was a storm, they would have questioned. Master, maybe we should wait. And let the storm subside before we go. But they were caught unawares. Between the time the master said, let's leave this place to the other side, there was a storm. Let's go to the next verse. The Bible says he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they woke him up and said, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Look at your question. Now they are doubting if the master cares. Because... The situation, and I don't blame them. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't blame them because these were fishermen. These were experienced people. They know when things don't look right. They know when it looks like, it looks like we might not make it. Peter and all these guys, they had experience on the high seas. So they were not just novice you know new people who were sailing on the water and didn't know what water behaves like they know when storms are dangerous and treacherous so their question is why are you sleeping you don't care if we die and sometimes when we go through situations and challenges in life it brings questions it brings questions in our minds about what god said Will God keep his promise? Will God heal? Will God deliver? Will God provide? Will God supply? Will the church of Jesus Christ survive these difficult times? And sometimes, whilst you are praying and and doing your best, it looks like God is silent. I came to tell you today, there is a faithful one. Who is always in your boat. There is a faithful God. Who is always with you. Listen. Jesus had already spoken. To his disciples. And he said let's go to the other side. Now. After he rebuked. 
the storm, he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? That is another big contrast. I mean, we are dying here. And you wake up and tell us, how is it we have no faith? Why did the master question them about their faith? Because he had already spoken. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when Jesus said, let's get to the other side, he expected them to understand that no matter what happens, we are getting to the other side. Because he expected them to believe that because we are getting to the other side, we are not drowning here. And so I came to tell you this morning, you will cross over. You will get through to the other side. You will see God's promises fulfilled. Even though it doesn't look like it, it will happen. Because when he speaks his word, is all you need. In the middle of the storm, what he expected them to do was to remember that he had said, we are getting to the other side. I did not bring you to the middle of the sea to drown you. You know how sometimes you are following God, you are believing, you are walking in faith. And it looks like the more you try to walk in faith, the more challenging the situation becomes. It's like the disciples in the storm Caught unawares. A storm they did not see coming. And yet the word had been given. What has God said to you? What, what has God promised you? What is God's promise to you? What is God's word to you? What is God's inspiration to you? I want you to remember what God has said. Because in the middle of the storm, that is what you need. His word will get you through. Sometimes you can't lean on anything. You, you can't lean on your smartness. You can't lean on your intelligence. Sometimes you can't even lean on other people. But you can lean on God. You can trust him. When it looks like there is no way out, you can trust him. He came, he spoke to his disciples, where is your faith? Because I already gave you a word. And because I gave you a word, that word should bring you the faith you need to go through the storm. His word is also an anchor for our faith. Because when he speaks, his word should anchor us. Now, you, you see in the book of Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19. Let's go back to Hebrews 6.19. That his word is an anchor. He says this hope because when God speaks, his word brings hope. And that is where faith comes from. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. So without hope, you can't have faith. Hope is what materializes into faith. You understand? But hope actually comes from God's word. So when God's word comes to you, you are encouraged. You are anchored. It gives you stability. So in these trying times, when it looks like, when will all these 
things that are happening be over. This is not the first time there have been crisis, global crisis. This is not the first time you have faced a challenge or a situation. I want to remind you, be anchored. Be anchored by the word. Be steadfast, be unmovable. Because the God who has promised is the same God who will deliver. It did not make any difference that there was a storm. It didn't make a difference to Jesus. Because he had spoken. Now, incidentally, when you look at the Bible, God does not promise us a trouble, a challenge-free life. But he promised us victory. Am I making sense to you? He never said there will be no challenge to your faith. He never said when you try to believe God, everything will be okay. Because sometimes, just when you are following, just when you are doing exactly what God said, that it looks like there are so many troubles that are coming your way, making it look like, did God really tell me to do this? I mean, did you really ask us to cross this water? And you are not aware there is a storm. Listen, God knows every storm that you may be in. He knows every challenge. He knows every tear. He knows every fear. He knows every concern. And my word to you this morning is hold on to his word. Hold on to his promise. Because when you think it is not going to happen, it will. Because you see, when they crossed that water on the other side, there was deliverance. On the other side, there was blessing. You know, there was a man who was possessed by demons living on the other side of the lake. And that man came from a city called Decapolis. Now, Decapolis was a group of ten cities. So, Jesus, by discernment, knew that someone on the other side needed deliverance. So, he told his disciples to move in that direction. I strongly believe that this storm was caused by the enemy. Because he could foresee the deliverance that was coming. And when God delivered this man who was on the other side, he sent him back to his own people to go preach the gospel. And you read the Bible carefully, you notice that the first time Jesus went, because he delivered the man, they were afraid. So they asked him to leave. But because of the preaching of this man, the next time Jesus came into that area, the Bible says they all came to him. They brought the sick. And there was massive miracles. All because of what the master did. I came to tell you this morning, God does not sleep nor slumber. And does not go back on his promise. His word brings us hope. And hope brings us faith. Now, why is faith important? Because you cannot believe what you don't know. That's why he speaks to us. So that we will know with clarity what he said. If we understand his promise and we know exactly what he said, we know what to believe. Can I tell you something? 
what God knows about you is good. But what you know about God is more important. Can I say it again? What God knows about you is good. But what you know about God is more important because until you know, the faith to believe may not be there. You see, God is infinite in his knowledge, in his understanding. He knows everything. So it doesn't make a difference what God knows, but it does make a difference what you know. Because when you look at the Bible in the book of Romans, let's go to Romans chapter 10. From verse 14. He says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? In other words, until they hear about God, they can't believe. Now look at, look at verse 17. He says, So then, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Because when the word of God comes to you, that is where faith comes to your spirit. And that word becomes an anchor that keeps you through trying times. Through difficult times. Through challenging times. And when God speaks his word to you, he prepares you for unforeseen situations. Why does he always promise us? You know, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and I'm the end. So everything that happens between doesn't make any difference to me. Because it is going to start the way I want it to start. And it is going to end the way I want it to end. We have seen the end. And in the end, we won. Am I making sense to you? It it looks like the church is even going through very trying times now. Persecutions all over the place. But I came to tell you, we've seen the end. We know the script. We know how this ends. In the end, we win. And I want you to have the same confidence. The same assurance for your life. That irrespective of what you face. In the end. You win. He said write the vision and make it plain. That he may run that reads it. For the vision may tarry for a time. He says wait for it because in the end it shall speak. Because when God's word comes there are times when you are caught in the storm. And it looks like nothing is happening. But God is at work. God is at work in the darkness. God is at work in the challenge. God is at work. He does not bring the troubles in your life. But he doesn't need everything to be alright in order to bless you. Because faith in the word is all you need. In the changing world that we live in today, What is your fear? What is your concern? What is your concern about your life, your family, your children? What is your concern about the kingdom of God? What is your concern? And there will always be something 
that looks like this is the reason why this may not happen. But I came to tell you that God does not forget his promise. 18 centuries spoke to Abraham and you look through the pages of scripture every day he was working on his word he was watching it you know he says I watch over my word to perform it he was watching he was preparing he was working through the prophets he was laying the foundations where the Messiah will be born Where he would go to. Where his ministry would go to. The people who would work with him. The impact of his ministry. All through the years. God's word was being spoken. By men and women of God. What God was doing. Was orchestrating the promise. Planning the promise. Bringing it to pass. And the Bible says. At the right time. At the right time. God sent his son. I came to tell you today, just at the right time, just at the right time, God's promise for your life will be fulfilled. God's promise for your ministry will be fulfilled. God's promise for your children will be fulfilled. Because he cannot go back on his word. He cannot go back on his promise. I want you to remember today, no matter what happens, there is a God that you have believed. You know, when you use the GPS, why do you trust the GPS? Because you know it works, right? If I'm going to Sioux Falls and I take the route towards Minnesota, the GPS will tell me where I am and where I'm going And how long is it going to take me to get there? And it will tell me if I'm not even going in the right direction. It will tell you which one is the shortest path, which one is the longest path. But the whole point of a GPS is that from where you start, it will get you to your finish line. So sometimes you may even take detours. Sometimes you get on some roads and the roads are blocked. And the GPS tells you, take this direction. And you trust Sometimes there are roads you've never traveled on, but you know that there is an instrument that will get you to your destination. The word of God is the same way. If you trust it, if you believe it, if you hold on to it, it will get you to your destination. It will deliver the promise. Are you blessed today? Recognize that there is a God who doesn't fail. There is a God whose word does not fail. And, and sometimes we say somebody is flying blind. Somebody is flying blind doesn't mean they can't see the clouds or they can't see things. It means they don't have a sense of direction or destination. But with faith in the word of God, You have a sense of direction and destination. The road may not, you know, sometimes people have, they have different flight paths, right? When 
when you are going to a place, depending on, depending on the atmosphere and the traffic in the atmosphere, they may direct you to take different routes. But because you have an instrument in that airplane, it will land at the place it's supposed to land. I came to tell you tonight, this morning, that whatever God has said is going to come to pass. Every promise God has made, write it down. Let it be clear to you. Because he will keep his word. And because he will keep his word, he wants you to keep that word. Because that is your ticket of faith. I pray this morning that God will strengthen you. If there are if some of you that feel like giving up on God, giving up on church, giving up on the things of Christ, don't do it. Don't fear the storm. Because we will get through to the other side. I want you to be on your feet while I pray with you. Bless the name of the Lord this morning. Give him praise. Give him worship. Thank him. Thank him for his faithfulness. Thank him for his love. Tell him how you are grateful. Say, Father, I thank you for my life. Thank you for your faithfulness to me. You are a faithful God. We give you praise, O God. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your unfailing love. You know our name. You know every thought. You know every challenge we go through. And we thank you that your word is unfailing. Your promise is unfailing. Your love is unfailing. We will hold on in the middle of every storm. Because Christ is our anchor. Your word is our anchor. Your word is our hope. We will not drown because you are with us. We will not perish in the waters of the storms of life because you are with us. Thank you for your love. I want you to pray that God will strengthen you. Tell him, God, give me the tenacity to hold on. Give me the strength to hold on. To be stable on your word. Talk to the Lord right now. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. He's hearing you. He's hearing you. He's hearing you. He's faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls, and He hears me when I call. Oh, He knows my name. He knows. My name, He knows my everything. He sees each tear that falls, and He hears me when I call. This is a confession. Make it to yourself. He knows my name. He knows my name. I'm so glad I can say. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls. And he hears me when I call. And he hears me when I call. And he hears me when I call. He says he hears when I call. And John told us that if we know that we are heard, then we know that whatever petitions and requests that we have of him, we have received it. When it feels like God is absent, when it feels like God is not around, God is not listening, remember, he hears. Yes. He hears. He hears every word. He hears every prayer. Mm. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for the hope that we have in your word. Thank you for anchoring us. To your word. We give you praise of God. For the strength. That you've given us. For the inspiration of your word. We believe better things. For the future. Because we know that every promise of yours. Is true. Thank you for fulfilling your word to us. Thank you for fulfilling every word. We may not see it, but we know that you've heard us. And we know because you've heard us 
we are answered. We give you praise God for breaking every shackle, for breaking every change, for bringing a change and a calm to our storm. And thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us. We give you glory, O oh God, for an answer prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen. The Lord bless you. Stay up here at the front. We're going to have you keep singing. Just a minute. Keep singing. Aren't you blessed? Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.